Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells. Episode 93 coming at you today on this Thursday night. Just got done watching the Kraken put on a clinic in uh, in the heart of in the heart of Canada. That might piss off some Canadians that I just said that, but you know what? Might be true. Yeah, um, fuck them. Yeah, what a, it, that honestly, I uh, <clears throat> I missed it tonight, but I'm sure I'm sure watching the replays and stuff like that tomorrow. You said you watched it at least, but I'm sure watching the replays tomorrow, that place was probably fucking going nuts of just booing and you know just throwing their turds on the ice or something i don't know what they oh yeah oh this is this is i mean matthews is going to arizona tomorrow obviously like trade 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 the team rebuild it just burn it just burn it down burn it down uh not only not only not in not only like the team and everything like that but like we're we're going we're gonna like go back in time on this like we we also need to take this out on uh jake gardner mm-hmm. no it's definitely him and frederick anderson's fault yeah oh this is 100 percent freddie anderson's fault. yeah no i definitely like he let he somehow let in four of those five i guarantee i need i need a toronto maple leafs fan that lives in carol it is raleigh's in north carolina right mm-hmm. yeah uh in north carolina to go to these games doesn't matter who the hurricanes are playing doesn't matter doesn't matter who they're playing i need you to go to that game in a toronto maple leafs jersey and heckle freddie anderson (laughs) just be like this is your fault just just to have a fucking whiteboard and give him the live score right like it's like he let in another one somehow (laughs) he's on the he's on he's not even on the bench right now he's in the fucking (laughs) stands and the guy, the guy's not even watching the game. He's just fucking up by the, up by the, fucking just press box. Straight stink eye, just a shit face, just staring at him. And he like hasn't, he like he has the whiteboard, but he constantly like wipes it off as like the the score changes in the Maple right. Leafs game, wherever it is. <laughs> he's got he he somehow snuck a fucking ham radio into the place, and he's playing the fucking Maple Leafs game for Frederick Anderson in the box. Freddie's just trying to get shit faced and like watch his team be good. <laughs> it's like God, why would they leave me alone? Leave me alone. <laughs> oh shit! It's like this is your fault. <laughs> oh, I'm sure man. you know there's somebody that still follows Phil Kessel around. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They'll never forgive him. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I already have a Golden Knights jersey uh, just because they snaked Shea Theodore from my ducks and so I have mm-hmm. a Theodore jersey but uh, I, I, w- I wouldn't mind getting a, a Phil Kessel jersey that just says cheeseburger on the fucking last name I like that you know I think it's there'll be like when Phil Kessel finally retires there'll be so many there'll be articles about oh man a thousand goals congratulations you know the Stanley Cups that you got the pictures of Penguins oh how how was it to play with Sidney Crosby's prompt and then like the Toronto Sun will be like how does this further tarnish the Toronto Maple Leafs legacy <laughs> like you know they here, will you know here's a top 10 list of how Phil Kessel hurt us <laughs> It's like the you ever, you ever see those articles where it's like the fucking <clears throat> like they I think it was last year they just closed the Wayne Gretzky trade loop. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they have a fucking Phil Kessel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an ECHL player was just <laughs> bought out, which ends the Phil Kessel in Toronto <laughs> saga. <laughs> 
God, I hope someone's that fucking dedicated. Oh God, they they got it's. It would be how how does this affect Toronto? And then uh, immediate arguments as to why Phil doesn't deserve to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame because of what was listed in the previous article. Dude, that guy is so like unhealthy looking that if he doesn't make the Hall of Fame for what he's done on like honestly, if if he doesn't make the Hall of Fame, his skates and equipment need to make the Hall of Fame because there's just no way that that body has been held up by his equipment for this long and doesn't make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's it there's there's some minor like robotics going on in there. Like it's, it's not be. full yeah, cuz that his body is not like he literally looks like he should be skating in a league with you and me. His skates have like shocks and shit on. Yeah, he's <laughs> defying science. Like he is he is someone needs to study study him. I mean, him and Yager. They, they've got Yager. They, they've got they they just put Phil Castle next to Yager and they're like, "All right, we've figured out how a human never has to work out and can still be elite and we've had and we've beat the aging process." Like with these two human beings, we just need to study their DNA now. Didn't Yager just bury another one though? I think Yager yeah. just—I think Yager just had a goal. That yeah, he just scored. <laughs> yeah, just Yamir Yager is just scoring professional stud. hockey goals. What a absolute stud! stud dude. Absolute stud. Oh yeah, he's got a goal. This guy's got a goal and five assists in seven games for it is the, the Cladno Knights. Team. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> You got you got other owners, yeah, other owners in that league that are like, they're they're like texting him before the game. They're like, dude, are you really fucking lacing him up? He's like, bro, I got I got six guys on IR, like you know my my fucking six year old daughter's running the team. Like you, this league's a joke. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great, dude. Jesus Christ, oh. he's he's almost a point per game pace this year. What a beauty. of course he is. What a beauty. What an absolute fucking beauty. Was he ever number 93? Because this should be the fucking Yammer Yager. I don't know. I should probably Google that. Uh, NHL players that wore 93. NHL players that wore 93. Let's see here. What do we got? Uh, why does it say Wayne Gretzky? That's not right. I don't know, but he, he did play. He played one game uh, in the German league. Uh, Doug Gilmore. Doug Gilmore. There you go. <laughs> Dougie. Yeah, fucking old Dougie, man. He's he's still doing it. He's probably still lacing him up somewhere. Okay, 93, 93 is Doug Gilmore. Isn't Voracek 93? I feel like Voracek's a 93. He seems like one. Maybe that sounds right. Landis Hogg's number two. Sergey Fedorov's 91. We got that. This is an article in NHL. They, they like, put the best, like, 90s. So we're coming up on 94, which is Ryan Smith. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The old Euler legend, isn't it? uh-huh absolutely yeah, there you go 95 95 is matt deshane yeah that makes sense he's still 95 oh big fan of 96 96 coming up on thomas holmstrom hey, mm. the fucking, is it, isn't that the mule wasn't that his nickname is that the uh, mule that was that, that was johan franzen that's france but but no but holmstrom literally made an nhl career of just standing in front of the net and tipping pucks fuck yeah dude like that's that's the life you know that's what you would expect Cheeseburger Phil to be doing in the NHL, but he's no. like wheeling still, around the outside, just sniping him. Dude, here's just a here's him. a stat for you: Yammer Yager played one game in the German the German Elite League yeah. for the Shocker Sharks, which that's a fucking great name. God, uh, he had one go- one game. He scored a goal, so he had one goal, right? I mean, that seems yeah. pretty normal. 
He had 10 assists. He had 11 points. So they, so they're like, so he, he got into the game and they're like, Yamir, like, listen, like you got, you can't, you got to pass. Like you can't, you can't rack up 10 goals. So he's just sitting there just saucing. He's like bouncing pucks off of people. It's, he had, they gave him a right-handed stick after the second period. <laughs> they were like, dude, this is, that's enough. That's enough out of you. That's uh, incredible. Rumor, rumor has it that uh, he can turn water into whiskey. I mean, with that mullet? Mm-hmm. Come on. I mean, he yeah. probably, he pro- honestly, what he probably, like, it's, he's drinking water on the bench during the game, right? And then after the game, he rings his mullet out and it's whiskey. Yeah. That's what I've heard, but that's, yep. you know. Um, it's and it's the best whiskey you've ever had. He could make. Wonder, you know what? Every player has a fucking Yamir Yager alcohol. Let's see if that's a thing. Yamir Yager alcohol. Uh, I'm just getting a lot of Jägermeister. That sounds right. <laughs> Yammer, mm-hmm. y- <laughs> I'm I'm seeing a lot of Jägermeister here. Yamir Yager. We should make a Jaeger drink, like a Yarmir Jaeger drink. There's got to be something. Yarmir Jaeger hockey player. Okay, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we and know let's that. Let's go out. There's not even, like, I can't, I'm, like, even in the Czech Republic, I can't believe that there's not, like, jam it. Nope, everything is, everything Dude, is. knowing him, it's, knowing him, it's probably a fucking, like, protein shake or something. Can you, can you imagine the number of Jaeger bombs that have been bought for him in his life? Like, I bet he's so fucking sick of drinking Jägermeister. You can't be sick of drinking Jägermeister. <laughs> if you're, you can, if you're you can be, Jaeger. oh, oh, you can be sick after drinking <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, all in one night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we, we got off the track here a little bit. We sp- forgot to mention that this episode is brought to you by John Miller. Miller boy. Crack a cold one for Johnny in the in the firehouse band. Johnny in the firehouse band. <laughs> that sounds right. You pulled that right out of your ass and I like it. I sure it. did. That was pretty good. Johnny in the firehouse band. Jo- Johnny in the, uh, in the fire hose. Hey, there you go. Oh, I almost... Uh, so I, I wrote his I wrote his story when he became fire chief. Yeah, nice. Uh, and I and I knew the, the the outgoing chief really well too. We're we're, we're good friends. Um, so I almost I the the headline the headline ended up being passing the torch, but I texted both of them. I was like, I really want to make this headline passing the hose. Nice. And they both told me that they were okay with it. Right. But but some they, fucking editor somewhere didn't like it huh? yeah i, I feel like i feel like i'd probably be getting some phone calls about that like i ran the paper at the time and i still feel like that my job would not be secure after that <laughs> or or hear me out mm. that would have been your takeoff party you know what i mean oh yeah it's where i get national attention yeah that's what i'm saying you, de- you, you that could have easily been your one that just absolutely fucking took skyrocket you you would be coaching the fucking kraken right now if you had written that that's yeah it's on you passing the hose all right well sometimes you got to take risks in life yeah yeah coming coming from someone who's never taken a risk you should do it chance yeah absolutely <laughs> played it safe my whole life but yeah, yeah. but you should cause you, sh- you should then, definitely take some risks Look if anyone me. knows it's me yeah 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 um i want to jump right into uh tweet of the week Tweet of the week. Uh, this week is coming from uh, Ryan. Uh, that's at O.T. Selly. 
Uh, it posts uh, a pretty funny meme here. It's one of the Shaq memes where Shaq's sleeping, and then at the bottom frame, he's got the he's awake with laser eyes, um, kind of shouting out for foreshadowing a topic we're going to talk about later in the show. Uh, but uh, it it says in the first frame, "Have the game on January first, Sunday, because everyone will be able to tune in." And he says, "I sleep," and then push it to Monday afternoon when everyone is back to work and unable to watch yeah. real shit. <laughs> tweet, 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 tweet. It's like another. It's it's almost like. Everyone is aware that the NHL is really bad at scheduling. Yeah, it's like people are starting to figure it out after 150 years or whatever, however long the league's been around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yep. bizarre. I did, I did just kind of along those lines. I just was listening to the Ducks somehow shut out the Stars last night, which is just fucking mm. stupid. That's um, interesting. Yeah, so, but they were talking about kind of, you know, the Disney coming to the NHL and owning that you know, the franchise back in the day before the Samuelis brought it, bought it. And yeah. uh, just kind of like some of the stuff that they kind of, you know, brought to the league, like Disney mm-hmm. did, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing it more of like, you know, uh, uh, advertisement and marketing and, and things like that. And um, they were one of the first teams to have like ice, like ice girls. Huh. Yeah. Ice girls I always, truly, I think man. that's, I think it's a great addition. No, it's great. It's great Absolutely. stuff. They should, I mean, they should, I, I mean, the fact that they are like perfect, like the, the shit that they can do is really cool. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, we should, we, yeah, they should expand. On I can't that. figure skate. I can't. I, I don't. It, granted, it has been a very long time since I've even stood on figure skates. Mm. Um, but when I remember trying it once, and I, it looked like I was Bambi. Like it looked like I was learning how to skate again. It was weird. Last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still no, haven't, I... <laughs> haven't been on the ice yet since my shoulder. So. Yeah, I. Uh... I remember, yeah, I was trying to basically, you know, just learning how to skate. And so the, the local rink, obviously, you know, at the time, they don't have hockey skates. They just got fucking figure skates and shit. Of course. And, uh, yeah, I, wa- I walked out there, took a couple strides, toe picked my ass off and just said, I'm fucking playing hockey, dude. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, runner up tweet of the week. I want to go to uh, Molly Walker. Oh, um, she's she's verified with the New York Rangers. Um, quote from Gerard Gallant, quote. We were garbage tonight. What, what game was this? This was on December 27th. Uh, I don't know. So whatever game that they were playing on December 27th. Nice. I don't know who that was. Um, I'm assuming that they played quite terribly, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely take Here, let's go New York. I'm going to click on the New York Rangers here. Uh, December 27th. Uh, they lost 4-0 to the Washington Caps. Caps. Okay, I was about to say Caps, yep. Yeah, they looked like trash that game. Letting letting Ovi uh, pad his stats a little bit. Yeah, fucking Jesus, that guy's See, this is the catch. problem. This is the problem. I, I want to talk about this later on the show when we kind of get into the, the – when we do our little quick recap of the standings. But, like, the Caps could be – like, I would – I'd be willing to rework them into my predictions for the playoffs if they – like – if if their number one goal is just to get over the record, then no, they're not making the playoffs. But like they are, they are a decent team if like they actually play as a team and they don't just try to pass to Ovi. Yeah, I'd be curious to see, and maybe some of our uh, super fan listeners can can pull this up and send it to us on Facebook or something. But mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see what the Caps' record is since their GM or it was the GM or the owner said that they were basically just playing for Ovi's record. Like I because it. It just feels like they fucking turned it on. That pissed them off a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, the, if it's any if it's any consolation, they're seven one and two in their last ten. Um, 
I think even your buddy, uh, Garrett Hathaway, got a goal. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you fall out of a fucking boat, you're going to hit water, right? So good good for him. I'm sure it went off his ass like fucking Doug Glatt. <laughs> fucking loser. He was probably in the process of spitting on the goalie and it like hit his, <laughs> hit his fucking saliva and just like bar down, probably. <laughs> He's getting ready to shiv him. Yeah, just a yeah. He's, he was like top of the crease, like you know, Sean Avering his face, and yeah, uh, he just got lucky, probably. He, he was winding up. He, he was on the backswing to Bertuzzi somebody. Yeah, there you go. And right before he was able to almost kill somebody, the puck bounced off that hand and went in. That sounds about right. That sounds like something Garrett Hathaway would do. You know, and this is this is way off topic, but you know who's actually impressed me on that Caps team is. Uh, I think, I think you'd say it's like Faravari. Yeah, I think I know. Yeah, he's, he's he's actually like a good good defenseman. I don't think he's a fantasy guy, but uh, yeah, he's he uh, he's an interesting interesting guy. I, I, as somebody who currently has two Caps defensemen on his fantasy, what? Who? Yeah. Car, who you, uh, Carlson and Orlov, or uh, uh, no, Gustav, uh, Gustavson and Orlov. Oh shit! You got some yeah. nice. That's solid. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay, without further ado, I think it's time we jump into uh, the meat of our program with a little Kraken talk. Hey. Uh, since we last left you guys, we were, uh, I think, God, we've had, what, five games since then? Five games. It feels five like games. yesterday we just did, not, we did one, but, you know, I yeah, was, um, was dating. They were coming off, uh, oh boy, what, let me, I guess I could, you know, maybe one day we'll get our shit squared away and I'll be prepared for things. Um I think we were just talking about them losing to the not being able to beat the Canucks. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, great, great. Glad I reminded everybody of that. Yeah, um, and then we just got done saying that this was going to be these next games are going to be very important because they were going to be a test of whether or not we were for real. Mm-hmm. Like these, 100%. these are going to be these are teams that we could legitimately meet in the playoffs, and these are going to be measuring sticks to see if you know this is a fluke. Or if we can actually compete with the other teams that we might actually be meeting in the playoffs, and um, I, I mean this, uh, Flames. We took on the Flames and Oilers. Lost to the Flames three two. Lost to the Oilers seven two. Both at home. Uh, did you watch these games? Yeah, I watched the Flames game. I uh, turned the Oilers game. Well, so <laughs> Oilers. Let's stick with the Flames, and then we'll jump to the to okay. the fucking trash fire. Um, it, the Flames game was good. Yeah, it was a good game. I mean, it, yeah. honestly, like it, the pace felt like playoff hockey. It felt like a good fucking game. Um, I, it sucks. I don't think they deserve to. I don't honestly. I don't know if the Kraken necessarily deserve to have it even be three two. I felt like they got dominated. I felt like they got dominated a little. I, bit. I felt like they got worked outworked, and um, this game was also another of uh, boy. I was really concerned about special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah really concerned about it yeah i mean it's god we just we can't stop fucking taking penalties man dude penalties watch watch tonight it didn't matter it was five five one but fucking yanni gore just sticking what's his face in the mouth i mean it's the oil or it's it's toronto right so that doesn't matter but so no it doesn't it doesn't matter we don't care but felt good honestly in fact in fact half the fan base wants to do that to their own players so sure um, yeah, was was maybe that's the topic of this is was Yanni Gord paid off by Toronto fans? Yes, 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. He yeah, he was paid by somebody to stick him specific. It's it's like uh, Tom Cruise's character in Tropic Thunder. You, hey you, punch that director in the nose as hard as you fucking can. <laughs> uh, Just goes up to him. Sorry, movie. man. <laughs> hey, nothing I can do, buddy. I uh, right. there's a go this. there's a GoFundMe page. You can check it out at here. Here's the QR code. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for you. Yeah, there you go. No, this is it, honestly. So this was this is <laughs> it's ironic I'd say because I'd rate this as mild concern. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's even. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's it was a close game. I don't think the score reflected of how much Calgary controlled this game. Sure, but but you, I think I I understand what I think you're about to say is like in a seven game series. I feel like that was a still good way of like we could probably we could probably trade punches with Calgary in a seven-game series. I think that's a great way to look at it because, yeah, I think they come back from that game. I think they got outshot like 40-something to 30. Um, you know, so you don't want to see you don't want to see them give up 40 shots. That's a fucking – that's a bottom-dweller amount of shots. Yeah. Um, so I think in that regard, yes. Um, but, yeah, I think they come, they would come out the next game, you know, even if it was in Calgary, and I think they, they would – potentially take that next game right like there was still some fight in the team even though they got outshot like oh my god i have to point out something right now to you uh on the seattle kraken website you know they have that leaderboard on the right hand side yeah they have removed top goal tending from it oh just all it it shows it shows goals assists points and plus minus they got rid of the goaltender category can we can we double check real fast and see if that's for every team or if it's just for the Grubauer led, even crack. even in the last episode, we were talking about this. Because, remember, I made the point that um, not Chris Drieger, but the other guy. Um, uh, who, who's the one guy that Joey Dackard? Yeah, Joey Dackard had the highest save percentage of all the goalies. Yeah, remember, I was I was making that point. Sure. So they've literally deleted it because Dackard probably still has the highest save percentage on the team. Oh man. But yes, you're right. We should. I, I mean, I don't know if every team's website is is the same layout as theirs, but uh, boy, that is just sad. Yeah. Um, and it's is going to kind of preface as we keep talking about this. Um, so yeah, I, you know, uh, Grubauer, once again showing he has these spurts. He, you know, he had a moment of of where you're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't convinced. Like the sure. the, the Grubauer fanboys, everybody who wants to scream at their TV, Gru. They were like, he's fucking back. I'm like, no, he's not. Wait till one game. Like, I, mm. it's, I am not a believer until he shows that we need to believe in him. And he proceeded to prove me right in the next game. Correct. Uh, so you, you have that stat in front of you, don't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was a little late to watch this game. I think I probably tuned in about halfway through the first Um and I texted texted my buddy who was I knew was watching the game, and I just said, "Did Grubauer really just give up three goals on five shots in less than four minutes?" And he said, "Yes, you bet your ass." So I came in, I came into a three zero fucking game, and I was like, "What in the world?" Yeah, are we but it doing? wasn't three zero like at the end of the first. It was three zero, not even fucking fifteen minutes into the game. Yeah, it was three zero. It literally shows Grubauer getting pulled at three fifty five in the first because he let in three goals on five shots. Yuck, dude. Look, I I'm sorry. I I don't care how bad your defense is. That is embarrassing. Like, yeah. in, unless I watch the highlights and I see three breakaways, 
Right. There is no excuse. And even then, like, can you stop one of them? Yeah, and even then, like, stop one. Like, Please? you go in the shootout and you've stopped shootouts before. Yeah, you ever you, you ever been in a fucking shootout? Right. Like, stop Ugh. one, motherfucker. That's um, so gross, dude. First one was a power play, and no, there needs to be better discipline on the team of not taking a fucking penalty in the first fucking you know two minutes mm-hmm. uh and and again once again consistent theme special teams continues to plague this team mm-hmm. um we just can't fucking uh, it seems like our power play and our penalty kill are just not effective at the moment five on five is doing okay um the only other thing that i can pull from this game other than it just being absolutely garbage and at this point i was like oh at this point i was genuinely like on the fence of like oh maybe this team isn't for real like maybe maybe we're just getting lucky and but when it when like when the game actually matters and we turn it on versus when a team that's in the we know that is a playoff team turns it on, we just can't complete. Uh, I was, I didn't lose hope, but man, that was just that was such a statement. Fucking, I think at bare minimum, I knew that if we put in Grubauer, we're not going to fucking last. Like we can't, we can't use Grubauer in the playoffs. I mean, do you think this was this? Okay, I'm going to say this stat again Go for because it. it's just so fucking brutal. Three goals allowed in five shots in less than four minutes to start a game. Was this the dagger? Is this the dagger? Or are we still going to have people who go, die? I mean, we all have a fucking bad Tuesday. When, you're, when your bad Tuesday is every other day, mm. like, this guy can't... He Like, I, I don't understand. Like, it, the Grubauer fans boys are like, yeah, remember that? Remember when he came back from injury and he beat Vegas? Yeah, like, okay, cool. Half ago. Like, that was his one win. Like, congratulations. Like, at, at this point, I'm starting to think that Vegas was just playing bad that night. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it, it, that seems more like a one-off at this point yeah. than him putting up, you know, 40 saves on 43 shots against Calgary. Right. 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 Like Again, that, that's another one-off. Yeah. That's, yeah. This guy just can't, he's just not consistent, and I think, and... Going back, and I think the only other thing that you could take from this is, God, we really, I, I, I absolutely love them, but we really suck in those third jerseys. Mm. Yeah, I, they did just win it. They did just win one in them, though, too, didn't they? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think we. I think we're. I think we're winless in the, in the, in the third jerseys. So let me, let me, let me, let's jump back to Grubauer again, real quick. Yep. Do you think this is a product of Kraken? coaching slash goaltending coaching right so is this is this something that just he doesn't have the coach that he had when he was you know having decent seasons with colorado and even washington i mean he played much better than this in washington or is there a lingering injury or is he just he was just playing behind really good defenses on those teams and they were hide they were hiding his actual shittiness yeah, it's it's that one. I, if you can you can get goalies that are good at only certain things, and if you have a defense that tailors their style to like like if your goaltender is really good at you know if he's if he's going to stop ninety nine percent of the shots that are coming from outside of the hash marks, mm-hmm. like your defense will tailor their style to keep shots to the outside, mm-hmm. and they know that as long as he sees it, we are comfortable you know like for example like flurry that's not going to work with mark andre flurry sure like you don't want you don't want people floating pucks in on mark andre flurry because that kind of shit goes in yeah yeah 
you know, you, you, you want, you know, it's, it, you almost want him to fucking skate closer to him. Um, like every goalie's got a style. And I think that when you had such a, I mean, you've got arguably the best defenseman in the league playing in front of him in Colorado. Um, Washington has always had a solid, and even when they weren't solid defensively, that's a team that can outscore their problems. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this team, this Kraken team recently is starting to outscore their problems, but this is a very recent development. Um, and we, we've seen that their defense is just not as advertised. Like if anything, if anything, we're, we're starting to see that this, this defense is more offensively minded, which is something I never thought I would say. Which is hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Like it, this is, it's, it's the complete opposite of like it's direct contradiction to what Ron Francis picked these players for. Like these yeah. players were supposed to be shut down defense while our depth ba- while our depth gets goals. And so, instead they're like jumping into the play and picking up points. So what I'm kind of hearing is almost is almost all of the above, right? Is option D, right? I Kinda. mean he's he so the other thing I just want to touch on real quick with him is he, before he came to Seattle, he actually never played a full starter's workload. That's right? also and true. I, and I, so I think, I think that could be along those lines where it's like, he got that fat contract and I mean, essentially Seattle was just banking on his, his, his data analytics, right? Which is what we know Seattle had put a lot of time and effort into making sure that the, their analytics department, uh, Mandriki, is is actually a great ma- analytics person. But if you look at the analytics, he looks great, right? If you look at just the one column of games played, he didn't play a full starter's workload until last year. And, uh-oh. Before Philip Grubauer joined the Seattle Kraken, his lowest season save percentage was 0.915, and that was his very first year mm-hmm. where he played two games. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, the second lowest was in 2018, 2019 with Colorado. He played 37 games, and he had a 0.917. Mm-hmm. When the two seasons that he's been with Seattle, he posted a 0.889 last year, and he's currently sitting at a 0.881. Right. So his his lowest career statistics to date, um, I, I th- it has to be. A, I mean, th- th- that's not a coincidence. Okay, that I, I think everybody was hoping for the the fluke. You know, like oh, he had one bad year, he'll bounce back. I think we're seeing now that Grubauer is not a starting goaltender. That if if he doesn't have a solid defensive core in front of him, he he's gonna get burned. And that. And that, or he's just not adjusting his game. Like, I, f- I almost feel like, like, putting myself in the mind of a hockey player on that ice, I feel like every time that I, like, when the when the scout report comes back and they say that Grubauer is going to be in goal tonight, like, I know his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone in that team is like, okay, I'm going to shoot here, here, and here. Okay, we're going to make him move this direction. And he's not adjusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like he- he's, he's almost become predictable. He's partying all summer and forgot to fucking train. I maybe that or he's just. I mean, every everybody every goalie's got weakness. Sure, every single goalie has a weakness. 
you know, Flurry, Fl- like I, I'll use Flurry as an example again. Like Flurry is one of those example goalies of like he'll make the he'll make the impossible save. Like you'll go, there's no fucking way anybody's gonna stop that, and he'll somehow do it. Mm-hmm. But then you know you could you could flip the puck into the zone and it'll bounce in front of him and it'll go over his fucking like pad. <laughs> like he's that kind of guy. Like, right. but you expect it. Like that those things just happen to Mark Andre Fleury. Whereas. So taking that logic and putting it to Philip Grubauer, like I I don't know what it is. I haven't watched. I, I'm definitely not a goaltending coach. Maybe if we brought on like uh, one of our go- or, our former goalies and had somebody analyze it, they could say like where Philip Grubauer is weak and where he isn't. At this point, it seems like he doesn't even have any strengths. Um, but it it's just it's it's a matter of like the guy's moving around all over the place, but it also feels like he's not in goal. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you should just put out a fucking third defenseman, right? Right. Like, it, it just, you have that feeling. Like, if I have that feeling as a fan, where even a, sh- like, even a shot from, a, a wide-angle shot from the point comes in and I go, ooh, this has got a decent chance of going in because it's Philip Grubauer. Like, if I feel that way, imagine how his fucking teammates feel. Sure. Like, it's they're just... doing, their, their, their entire strategy is fucking shot suppression. Right. Like yeah. we can't even we can't even keep them to the outside and let bad shots come in. We have to stop them from shooting. <laughs> stop like, them! Stop them from getting over the red line. <laughs> right, exactly. Like we we can't let the stick. We can't let them send the puck toward the goal. Right. Yeah. It's we sad. can't let them get a shot on goal. It's really now, sad. it's it is sad, and that. So you're right. I think that you you made the you hit it right on the head where. That that game was just that loses you all confidence. Like I any any little bit of goodwill that he has acquired over those again, Grubauer fans are like, well, he's played good for two games. Great. <laughs> yeah. He's got you know he's he's currently sitting on a let's let's see his current record right now. Um, okay, he started he started thirteen games this year. He's three seven and one. Mm hmm. Yeah, so obviously great. some stat yeah he has pulled there. Um no, that's that's really bad. It's really bad. Uh and two of those wins came from before he got injured. Right. Like so since coming back from injury, he got that one against Vegas and that's it. I just I don't I would I would love to bring a Grubauer apologist onto the show. I wish we could find one. They're probably living in some sort of, like under a rock of some kind. Like a giant rock that's spray painted, grew. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like like a Patrick Star type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. Gr- exactly, and like I want to bring him on the show because I I, I want to hear a legitimate argument of why we would start other than a back to back. Why are we starting this guy? He should he should be glued to that fucking bench. In fact, it's I it, we we talked about this before. Like if Chris Drieger is coming back from injury, am I am I right? Yeah, I think I think they, they were looking at a timeline of like February ish. Okay, if he comes up and I don't know plays a game or two and I don't know posts a save percentage above nine hundred, do do you send Grubauer to the fucking AHL? So, it, so because by February you you have a good idea if you're making the playoffs or not. 
Or, or uh, let me rephrase that. You have a better idea of whether or not you're going to try to make the playoffs or not. Sure, if you're sellers or buyers, right? Right. It, it, by by the time you get to February, when you're looking at trade deadline and that kind of thing, you have already made this decision of whether or not you're going to try to make the playoffs or not. Yeah. And with with how where they're sitting in the play where they're sitting in the standings right now, um, I can I can actually pull that up right now. Uh, they are. I mean, is there a spot? in stone absolutely not like you know a a few another stretch of bad games plus a heater by edmonton calgary and colorado which all those teams are capable of could knock seattle out for sure Mm -hmm. but at the moment they're sitting pretty they're sitting good they're 46 points um they're four points behind la but la has like four games in hand on seattle or uh, the other way around yeah so god la's second in the pacific and they're minus five goal differential that's crazy to me. Um, so let me let me ask you this real quick, and we'll kind of jump yep. off of off of the goalies throughout here. Yep. Uh, yep. Besides praising Martin Jones because he's now three wins in a row. Right. Um, we got to jump into that. Well, we got to jump into that. But uh, Grubauer, do you do with Grubauer and and Jones and Drieger what Carolina is rumored to be doing with Freddie Anderson when he comes back, where they're going to carry three goalies on the active roster and have one sitting in the press box? every night do you do something like that unfortunately because of optics you have to um it's uh, practically like yes i'm saying of course of course they're not going to send philip grubauer to the fucking ahl i understand that but it because you're paying him too much money right you're paying him too much money you're going to sit him on the bench and you're going to hope that he figures it the fuck out mm-hmm. um but it, it well unless it becomes painfully apparent Unless it becomes painfully apparent that Chris Drieger and Martin Jones are the better goaltenders, then yeah, yeah, um, I, I I think that, I mean this is the NHL where even your contract only gets you so much room until you know results just aren't happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's there's getting because I'm paying you a lot only goes so far. Right. Especially if you have expectations, and the Kraken have set expectations. Like we, I think it, it's is it safe to say that Kraken fans are expecting at least playoffs. I think at this sitting in the spot that they are going into the new year, I think we should be expecting wild card at the at the least. Let me let me rephrase it to you this way: If the Kraken drop out of a playoff spot and don't make the playoffs, is that did, did they fail? Is that a disappointment? Or, or is that, uh, eh, well, whatever, you know, second, second year, you know, we weren't, we weren't supposed to do that. I think if this draft class didn't look like the draft class that it's looking like it's going to turn out to be, mm-hmm. then yes, I think you could say, okay, well, you know, it's a second year, right? Like we just, we need to kind of build up a little bit more. Um, but at this point, right, you're either going for playoffs or you should have been tanking to begin with. Yep. Right. Where where the Kraken would end up, it's not saying that they wouldn't get a good player at say you know eighteen nineteen, uh, you know one of those picks or yeah. you know what whatever whatever my math's at there it's terrible math um, fourteen thirteen twelve right okay thank you fuck me uh, but you know like if if that's if they were to drop out now after the start that they've had to the season on the shoulders of an absolutely dumpster fire of a goalie situation then yes that's a that's a failure because at that point right you're you, you might as well have just 
rode Grubauer into the fucking dirt and, you know, uh, not stocked up on Bjorkstrand and, and yep. Burakovsky and these guys to basically say, hey, look, we're, we're getting better and we're going to flirt with the fucking playoffs this year. You should have just tanked and got a top five, top ten pick at least, right? Like, uh, so, so, yeah, I think that would be a failure for sure. So this will be, and this is perfect segue into the last part for the Kraken that we want to talk about. Um, and, and this kind of segues into the three-game win streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, are, let's let's overanalyze and jump to wild conclusions about the pickup of Ellie Tol, uh, Tolvenin. Yes. Okay. Like... You don't you I understand it's a waiver pickup. I I get it. Okay. I'm not I'm not jumping out of my feet here saying, Oh, Ron Francis is building the fucking team. But he's kind of building the team. Like that you don't you don't if you're trying to tank or just be status quo, average, mediocre, you don't even do this. You don't take a risk on a broken toy like Tolvanen. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what he's also doing with that pickup is it's a fucking safety net, right? So if if you look at that if you look at that pickup, he's more in the window of guys like Beniers and shit like that, right? To where mm-hmm. by the time Beniers and, and Wright are ready to kind of be the one two punch and really make some noise in the playoffs rather than just kind of get in and get their feet wet like they think they would probably do this year. Um Tolvanen fits more into that window. To where, from Ron Francis's side, I still don't know what the fuck he's doing because at that like with that move, it almost looks like, hey, you know, if this doesn't go well, if Grubauer continues to do what he's been doing all fucking year, and this team slides out of a playoff spot, we got a goal scorer for fucking Beniers and Wright down the line. Like you can't be mad at me, right? And I, it just right. it's this weird like you know, yellow light shit, right? It's not a red light fucking, you know, stock up on draft picks. It's not a green light. Let's see what the fuck we can do and keep building from there. It's this more, you know, kind of like, hey, let's, you know, just yeah. mediocre, right? Like I kind of, I, th- I think of Tolvanen kind of as like an Alex Tuck type mm-hmm. where like he's, he's not going to be your primary scoring. But sure. if you're, if you're like best case scenario, Best case scenario, if you get 20 to 25 goals from this kid a year, like, this is a perfect pickup. Mm-hmm. Like, good job. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that's, that is what that is what you kind of, like, best case scenario, this worked out perfectly, galaxy brain fucking, you know, that's great. Um, but he's, you know, you pick him up, he's probably a middle six guy, right? I mean, I, I the, the, the hype around this kid, even two years ago... He was immense. Was immense. I mean, he by all means could turn into a nice top six player to go along with the absolute fucking workhorses that are going to be down the middle in Beneer, in Beneers and, and right, you know, to, to uh, you know. I good complimentary say, pieces. But a, yeah. a very nice complimentary piece. And so I think from that regard, it looks really good. And, and if he plays well this year, I think it's perfectly fine. Um, it, in my opinion, I honestly, I would – I, I would look at and I, I know I keep bashing on guys like guys that their contracts are, are not secure but like I, you know I, I think I think you you know they're able to see what they have in that kid this year and then if a, a right wing contract comes up next year you know you can you can say hey look I, I gotta look at this fancy shiny piece that I picked up on the waiver wire last year yep um, and so yeah I mean in reality I think that's more or less what it was but Kids got kids got points, three points in three games. 
yeah, it's two pretty, goals, one pretty assist. Pretty saucy. It's pretty saucy. All right, yeah. One assist, and he's skating third line minutes. Um, but again, kind of kind of going back to this team's like we 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 we're being ultra critical of the negatives because there are there are there are a lot of positives to this team. We're just trying to you know kind of get to the bottom of what how could this team be better, but. Let's let's focus on a positive for a second. Like w- with this addition, like he's skating on a line with Yanni Gordon, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Yeah, that's a third line. That's pretty nice. That's a good fucking third line. That's man. a pretty nice third line. Yeah, that's a good third. When you can move him up to there, and your fourth line is Brennan Tenev, Morgan Geeky, and Daniel Sprong, and Sprong playing as well as he is, mm-hmm. and fucking Turbo just playing out of his mind. You know, Geeky's fine. Sure. Geeky, Geeky gets the job done. He's not. He's certainly not a liability. I wouldn't count him as one. Um, Christ, man, like that's your bottom six. This is a deep team. They re- they really are. All right, and I mean, you know, someone goes down, and you can Tovin and you know walks up that fucking lineup a little bit, right? Like he, he you know, those, those him and Sprong are the two guys that can you know walk up to those top two lines. I think at the drop of a hat, it, it, that's one of the things that Kraken have actually had a pretty good good run this year and we're kind of onto positivity now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is injuries. I just, I, they haven't really been hit with the injury bug too much. Nope. Uh, not, not too bad. Knock on wood, of course, but you know, I, I think, which makes Hackstall's job a little, little bit more difficult, but uh, that's what he gets paid to do. You know, so, so it's nice to have those insurance policies, but yeah, I, I'm just not, I'm not sure what Francis is doing. I just, I don't, and I'm not supposed to, I you know, I don't, I think Francis is was not planning on this. I think he's he's kind of getting hit with the Vegas syndrome of like the team is exceeding expectations. Mm-hmm. And and let's okay, let's call a spade a spade. Like Seattle is definitely benefiting from a weaker than normal Western Conference and a very weaker than normal Pacific Division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's that is one hundred percent. Like even if if Seattle came into the league five years ago. I don't think we'd be having these conversations. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the Pacific is very weak right now. Uh, San Jose, uh, a huge heavy hitter in the division, uh, is is currently in the middle of a rebuild. You know, L.A. for I I, I still just think that they're fake good. Yeah, I just don't think that it, they're real good. Um, if that makes any sense. Phoenix fucking um, Copley though, bro. Come on. I mean, but Phoenix Copley, you know, he's, holy he's shit, representing North Pole. Well, he fucking just figured it out at his age 30 year. Like, Good for him, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Took him long enough, but he's there. Um, so, yeah, let's let's recap real quick. Uh, Tolvanen picking up a, a goal in the New York Islanders game. This was the last game on their homestand, uh, picking that win up 4-1. to one. Yeah. Uh, I This was one of those games where I, I didn't, like, it's a good win, but I think the Islanders played terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not a good game for them. I don't know if the Islanders were on an end of a tour, um, you know, jet lagged or whatever. I just I felt that they played pretty terrible. They didn't really test Jones all that much, um, and they just they just handed them. They just handled them. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, did you watch this game? Yeah, uh, it's, it was definitely Islanders played like shit. But those are the games he just jumped down their throat, right? So you still have you still have to win them. Still, still have to win them. Right. But but it's one of those where I just I don't think that this is mu- there wasn't much to take away from in the in, like to change my confidence level um, other than showing me that Jones is the guy once again yeah hundred percent like I, I think that even even with that massive like we we outskated them we outplayed them and we definitely outshot them I think Jones only took like eighteen shots all game 
it's still uh, it's it's still rough. I mean, like it that's that you have to win those. You have to win those. And I I just like if somebody said, well, chance, you know, if it doesn't, you know, if Islanders are playing bad, even if Grubauer is in there, they're going to win. I honestly can't say that. Yeah, I honestly can't say that. If 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 Grubauer starts that game, I can't I cannot confidently say that Kraken would have won that game. Yeah, I agree. Which is sad. Which is sad. Um, considering we're paying him so much money. Uh, and then Tolvanen, uh, first game with the Kraken, picks up a picks up a goal. Uh, moving on, the Redemption Tour. Uh, moving on up, uh, starting their. I think they're on their. I think it's their longest road trip this year. Seven or eight game road trip. Um, moving across Canada at the moment. Uh, in fact, they're playing in Canada until they go all the way to Buffalo uh, on the twelfth. Yeah, yeah. Um, taking on Edmonton, who had just beat them seven two. Went down two zero, and I was like, "Oh, here we fucking go again." Yeah. And then second period depth, man. Holy shit. Yeah. It yeah. I, I was the same thing. Went down two zero to an Oilers team that you just you don't want to make. Connor McDavid comfortable in a game because he's just. I mean, that was the he got it. He got a pretty Connor McDavid in sure. second goal. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's just he. It's he's honest, gonna do that. He's boring now, right? Like he's so he's so good that it's he's boring so bored now. Yeah, he's boring. He's so bored. Yeah. Um, he did, he's lost interest in hockey. He's gonna go take up fucking curling, probably, um, and go and then go be good at that. Yeah, he's gonna be on the national team in two years. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'll he'll be winning gold easily. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, yeah, it went down 2 0, and it was just like, it's just like the fucking light went on, right? It was like, here, you know, and I think, you know, jumping back to the goalie stuff, I think it was just like, you know, I think they, they with those two goals, like the Connor McDavid one was crazy, right? Like Jones, you, you, come on, you, you can't, can't blame you him can, on that. It's, yeah, it's Connor you McDavid. Know? Like and, you, everybody, everybody, at this point when he does that, you're like, okay, that doesn't count against anything. Right. Yeah. Like, let's just, you know, yeah, cool. Connor got more fucking points, whatever. Right. Uh, let's yeah, exactly. move on from actually analyzing it from our team's perspective. Right. No, no reason to read that. Just Connor McDavid does that. Yeah. That's just what happens. So um, yeah. you could stick, you could stick fucking Vasilevsky in there and he's still going to do it. Um you know, so, but yeah, so that, but then it was just like, boom, second, it was just second period. They got that power play goal from Maddie. And then it was just like the floodgates were open and you could, you could tell, right? Like you could, you could almost just tell that it was just like, okay, let's do this for fucking Jonesy. Right. Like, and not saying that that's, that that's how they did it, but it's like, if that is tech, if that is the response that this team is giving, especially from a goalie standpoint, that's the guy, right? Like if if you know, it just seems like they they play a little harder in front of Jonesy, um, and and maybe that is maybe it's just you know trying to get Jonesy his next contract. I don't fucking know, but yeah, they turned it on and, and again, like you were saying uh, before, I think they we went just live. Trust him, man. They just trust him. Yeah, like, like you were saying, it's just five more goal scores, like five different goal scores on this team. Yep. To so win that game, that was... that's just that's that's the way you do it. That's how you yep. that's how you win fucking games. So they're they're currently on a three game three game win streak. Uh, that was a solid win by the crowd. Like they they got all I think almost all those goals in the second period. Uh, yeah, it was either four, four. or I think all five four. goals. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, and then they, and you you could just tell that they locked it in. They locked it in after that, and the Oilers weren't getting fuck all. Yeah, and they didn't. In fact, the third period was kind of boring. Um, <laughs> it was because they just played shut down hockey, and that, I mean that's definitely Hackstall's textbook how he handles shit. I hate it, but. You and I both hate that style of play, but um, whatever the case, it worked. 
Yeah, it worked. So um, they kind of got redeemed, uh, you know, losing so bad on home ice. Uh, they were kind of almost able to do the same thing to the Oilers um, on their home ice and kind of prove that they're not going to go away. Granted, I will I will throw in one caveat that um, once Campbell came in, mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't get scored on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you could chalk it up to a poor performance from Skinner. Yeah, which uh, happens. at least yeah at least there's an element there to it. Um, but now we've got a situation where the Islanders you got the win against the Islanders, you got the win against the Oilers. You've got Jones starting back to back games. You've got now you're coming into Toronto tonight. Uh, Kraken take a, a very impressive five one win. Um, Jones starting starting again. Yeah. yeah. And actually, the Kraken get outshot this game. Yeah, it was it was one of those where um, I know you follow him just based on your fantasy team, but yeah, Murray Murray seemed not to have like he just didn't have a great night. Yeah. But even with even with twenty seven shots from that potent Maple Leafs offense, like yep. Jones still only let in one goal, right? Like it's just. It's just crazy. Like it would be crazy to I me. I think it was a power play too. Yeah, well, yeah. It yeah, was. it was on a. So it, I was talking before. Yanni Gord sticked somebody in the face um, and got a double minor, and it was like the last minute of the four minute pen- penalty. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's you know, even if you take it out of the context of the Kraken being bad at special teams right now, if you take it out of that context, um, I don't think anybody's going to beat you up too much. Like it's it's hard to kill a four minute power play. Right. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, again. And not let, let at least one in. Again, so so now, I mean, you know, we'd have to go back to the Islanders game just, yep. you know, to check. But two power play goals in the three ga- in the three goals that he's given up in the last two games, right? Mm-hmm. Which you obviously, you don't want to see, but it's not like their penalty kill has been good. And we've not kind of talked, we've talked about how their penalty kill has actually been one of their daggers lately. And it, so you just expect that to happen. Five on five, he's let in one goal in the last two games against yep. two very fucking potent offenses. Which two very good teams, and it's crazy. And let's not—I mean, let's not forget the offense here. You—you kind of mentioned the stat that I brought up earlier. This three-game win streak, not one player on any game has scored two goals. Every single like you've got high-scoring game. We scored five goals tonight. Scored five goals against Edmonton. You've got four goals against Seattle. Not. In, in any of these games, not one time did a player score two goals in right. one of these games. Right. Every single game is one goal from one player. Right. And that, and, and we've talked, I mean, we've said that that's their strength right now, right? They're just, they're so deep on the forward. Like, their fourth line is fucking good, right? Like, you know, like. Their, their fourth line could compete with any third line. Sure. Yeah, 100%. And, so and, I think, and some know. second lines. Yeah. And at, least, at least shut down a second line. Yeah, definitely. So, I, I think. I, I mean that is their strength right now, and it seems like during during these win streaks and, and stuff like that, there's two consistent themes. Um, Jones doesn't look tired, right? So I think he, like we were talking about, he needed a little break. He needed to kind of share some of these because you know he's 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 older, right? Like um, you know, so he needs he needs some of those breaks where Grubauer needs to give them a fucking game every once in a while. Um, you know, but at the same it just time, kills momentum though, man. Like I, I know any uh, any time that you take. Anytime you give Grubauer that one game to like, I don't know if it's like, maybe it's, maybe it's what you said. Like you're giving Jones a break, you know, maybe he needs a rest. Uh, maybe it's, maybe it's like, oh, we, you know, we're paying this guy this much money. We got to play him sometimes. Or maybe it's a, we need to give Grubauer an opportunity to find his spark. Whatever the case may be, every time you do this, you're risking losing this team's momentum. Yeah. Like 100%. we go on win streaks and then Grubauer comes in the fucking goal and shit falls apart. 
And, and all that does is just solidify the team's belief in their backup goaltender, right? All that does is show, you know, the fucking, um, the, the rest of the team, like, hey. Are going to call him the backup tender at this point? Uh, no. <laughs> it, it, look, <laughs> backup backup <laughs> paid tender. He's paid like a backup tender. Um, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. but yeah, so I, it's just, you know, so Grubauer goes in. Maybe he does have that one game. But Haxtell's problem is he then then Grubauer does have that one off, <coughs> excuse me, that one off good game where maybe they do you know either lose to the to Calgary three two where they're just super outshot, or he actually does play decent you know where the other team is shit, um, and even it, but then Haxtell comes back and plays him again right and I think sure. I, I think that's and, and then we see him shit the pool again and then we see him shit the pool again and then we see him shit the right and it's just. Like Haxtell, it's got to learn, right? Like I, I still I cannot get off his back because, like this is easy, right? You put him in, you put Jonesy in against the Islanders, and he wins. He lets in one goal, and it's easy to play him the next game because then he does this again, and then he does this again, right? And it's easy at that point instead of then when he does play Grubauer in that one game to either give Jones a rest or see if Grubauer has figured it the fuck out in the two week span. Mm-hmm. He plays good again, and Hexel's like, oh, the only thing I know how to do, because I'm a fucking simple, small-minded coach, is play Grubauer, because he's got to be back, right? And he's just, it's so stupid. It's such a fucking, like... like He needs to fucking just grow a fucking pair and be a professional. Be a professional. Know, Know how to coach to the point where, you know, unless... This isn't, this isn't squirts. Where fucking Grubauer's German parents are in the stands, like, hey, why isn't my kid playing? Right. Everyone's Russian in your accents, but that's right. That's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 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 here's... what do you mean this this German accent? The only way me as a coach that I'm giving Grubauer a start after a good game, he better be shutting that team out and thirty plus saves, yep. right? He does that, sure. I'll give you another fucking. He's got to give us a reason to play him. Reason to play him instead of oh, he let in three goals, but we ended up winning fucking six three. That looks great for the fucking ten Grubauer homers and Ron Francis, but like, no, you, he's not playing the next game for me. He's just not. He's not doing that. He had a you know point nine oh five save percentage in that win, you know, or whatever it ends up being. And it's like no, he does not deserve the next game. He does not. I look at it. Jones is in the driver's seat, okay? Yeah, like, Grubauer gets the occasional start to give him some time and space, especially on back-to-backs or whatever. But Jones is in the driver's seat. You, he is, He's starting 75 to 80% of your games moving forward. Yes. Until, until he gives you a reason not to. Until he gives you a reason to rest him. Yeah. Right? Because he shows you that he's, he's fatigued. He just played fucking eight in a row. Yes, you probably should throw Grubauer in. Unless Jones starts, re- like, he, he did go through that little stretch when Grubauer came back where he was playing pretty pretty poorly, right? Um, you know, he was watching Grubauer in practice. He's like, oh, that's how you do it, and then was letting in fucking six goals a game. Yeah. You know, so unless he does something like that again, there's just, there's no excuse. At this point, if you if you do t- truly want to make the playoffs, he needs to be your tendy, like you said, 75 to 80% of the time the way forward. There's just no excuse. Yep, I, I couldn't agree more. Yep. Um, looking ahead to re- kind of wrap up the Kraken talk here, uh, Kraken are actually in a good spot to bank some points. Uh, while they are on the road, they seem to play a little better on the road for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking on the Senators at home, or Senators away, 
Montreal away and Buffalo away. Next three games. Um, that's those are some that 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 is a very easy stretch. I mean, I know it's away, and the Canadians and Buffalo are back to back. But these are three weak teams uh, that you could you could probably bank some points on. I mean, I, I, Canadians are an easy win for sure. I think they t- they take on Boston after that, and then Chicago. So you've got you've you've got you're, you've got some coasting here a little bit um, before you get back into you know playing some tough teams again. They're gonna they'll jump into uh, Edmonton, New Jersey, Colorado, Vancouver. Apparently, is a problem for us. So um, they'll 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 hit a tough spot. But at the moment, uh, we're going into a stretch where theoretically, uh, you know, two, four, six, eight, ten. You know, in the net, out of a possible ten points you could get, you know, I you're expecting at least eight. I, because you I, yeah. throw Boston in there, that's gonna be a tough game. But you know, you're expecting at least you know seven to eight points. I would th- I would throw Buffalo in as a tough game just because okay. of the way that they've been playing lately. But I I really I agree with you. I think they should they should be looking Buffalo's at Jackal and Hyde. Sure, and they should, and that's why they should be looking at six to eight points in my opinion. They if they come home with anything less than six, I think it you know. Of the remaining games, I think their their sure. two their two wins are huge, right? I think you can still call this road trip a success. Just you know, if they pick up two more wins or three more wins, right? Like, I think that's a pretty pretty nice road trip. Uh, but yeah, like the Canadians and Chicago should be easy wins, and then I I would argue Buffalo and Ottawa might be one step up from those two games, and then you got your your Boston juggernaut. So Boston, um, yeah, yeah. That game, that game screams to me though a Seattle win. It has that feeling, right? Like it has that, you know. I mean, the only the only thing that they have working against them is um, Buffalo's quick man. That's a quick team, so you know, be curious. Oh, to I was see. talking about Boston. Oh yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like Buffalo. Buffalo oh, is quick yeah. to where that game. If that game is just a fucking dogfight, um, and then going into Boston. I think that that makes it really tough, but yeah, it's got that weird feeling like we could we could potentially yeah give, give Boston a good run for their money and and squeak out a win. Yeah, it's the schedule is is good right now to the point where it is stacked to where like I, I mean of the Canadian road trip, the two hardest teams are out of the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now now it's now it's an easy coast in uh, as long you know they're 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 those the games you have to win. Sure. Um, because at the moment, I mean, with those points, uh. You know that could that that could bolster Seattle to uh to back up to uh above fake L A. Yeah, especially if any of those if any of those like the borderline teams of Buffalo and Ottawa, and especially Boston, if they go into that game against the Kraken and they say it's the West Coast, it's the Kraken, you know, yeah. we got this shit in the bag. Seattle has the firepower up front to basically remind them that. That yeah. Not gonna go yep. right. uh, Montreal, Montreal, one eight and one in their last ten. Ottawa, six three and one in their last ten, and Buffalo, seven two and one in their last ten. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. Uh, it seems like Buffalo's on a bit of a heater, but we'll we'll see we'll see how far that carries. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's jump out of crack and talk and move into some league news. Uh, Wells, we just recently uh, celebrated the new year, and with that, uh, Gary Bettman's jerk off fest outdoors. Yeah. It's, he came out of his jerk-off tunnel at home and yes. decided that he needed to do it in the cold, wintry. Comes out, he comes out once a year uh, to rub one out in front of all of us and say, Hey, come come and buy all my overpriced tickets at venues not made for hockey games. Even though the games mean nothing, they're no more special than any other game. But Chance, they put a puck mark on the Fenway wall. 
Wow. Like that's pretty wow. cool, right? That that's that's so cool that I literally didn't turn the TV on once to watch it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's not true. I tried once to jump onto uh, that thing that I pay fucking money to watch hockey on. Yeah. And they're like, hey, uh, actually, this this really nationally televised game, we're going to put that on TNT. Uh, and uh, you know that service that you pay a lot of money for to watch hockey games? Yeah, we, uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't cover TNT. So uh, you, can, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, pretty much the only people that were able to watch the Winter Classic legally were basketball fans, right? People in Boston. Yeah, yeah people I in mean, Boston, yeah. Because I, yeah, I think exactly. TNT is actually like a big – I think like a bunch of the guys that I know that follow NBA – have TNT, sure, yeah, sure. Well, and and I, you know, you you know, at least three people would departed after the after that that game. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wicked I, wicked departed. I, God, I love those games, but you're right; they're just they're losing their luster, and and it doesn't help when, for one, my, it's on a fucking Monday, which is brutal. My interest in the in these Winter Classic. I mean, granted, it's going to go up. It's going to go because in true Gary Bettman fashion, he used. The, the reason of the, the current Winter Classic to announce the next Winter Classic. And uh, uh, we, we can get to that in a second. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I just, God, this, maybe it's just that I don't, I just don't care about Boston. Um, Pittsburgh, I don't like. Um, I still, I still don't like them. They're, they're still mortal enemies with my Red Wings, <laughs> um, even after all these years. So, I mean, I'm glad that they lost. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I could, I could care less. I mean, it was a good, it, it was a good game. I think yeah, it was a good game. I watched I watched the highlights, but I I literally didn't try to make any time to watch the game. They need to just make these like NHL hits. Like these guys need to just be like okay, I'll give it. They can have elbow pads, but it needs to be fucking like shinny hockey, you know. And like just I want to see some guys laid out, you know, in yeah. you know like like I, into snow I think banks the problem... and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think the problem is we're getting to the point where the winter like when the fir- when the winter classic first came out it was an event for all hockey fans mm-hmm. like it was a really cool thing if your team was playing but uh, but even if they weren't you'd still tune into the winter classic cuz it was so cool um now that that shine has worn off and it's just becoming another game mm-hmm. and I just like I I don't I don't try to search out a TV that has the winter classic on like it used to mm-hmm. like I I used to it didn't care who it was. I, I remember when you and I were down in McCall and the outdoors game was on between the Ducks and the Kings. Mm-hmm. And I even cared more about that a little bit. Like, I was like, oh, can we get this on the TV? Yeah, well, it's because, like, how the fuck do they have ice in California sure. outside? But Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I but, agree. But now, now with the Winter Classic, like, I couldn't I, – I, I almost forgot what the second team was. I knew it was Boston because I knew it was at, uh, the Red Sox uh, – stadium but I, I forgot that pittsburgh was kind of in it until just now and then who was last year like minnesota what and yeah and why do i want to i want to say nashville why do i want to say nashville that doesn't sound right I don't they might have had that. an outdoor game oh da- nashville I think definitely Dallas had a- nashville i think was the out the, the uh stadium series yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I i don't fuck i can't even remember who who the winter classic was last year and in the argument, the argument to that is like there's shit to do if you go right. Like, and I, I so I I get that. I think it's a spectacle if you go there, right? Like, mm-hmm. go freeze your fucking buns off and drink beer to to get warm. Um, you know, hot toddies at this at the fucking next station sure. over. 
but sure. yeah, I think, but other than that, yeah, like there's really not, it, it, and putting it on one fucking thing and it's not any, you can't watch it on any of your normal apps that you do for hockey. You either have to have fucking basic ass cable and get TNT, right? Or, mm-hmm. or you got to fucking steal it. Like you're, you're basically, like Batman's basically coming out and saying, Fuck all of the hockey fans, the actual hockey fans that want to watch this and couldn't spend... I don't want this convenient at all. Yeah, like, I, that didn't want to spend ten grand to go to this fucking game. Like, yep. fuck you guys, you know? And I think that, like, honestly, I have, I had, I watched so, a little bit, but it was just like, I had no problem essentially boycotting that game this year because of him. Fuck that guy. Like, they're making horrible... The question is, the question now is, how are you and I going to get ten grand apiece to go to the next Winter Classic? Well, luckily we don't have to fly. That's good. Um, and we don't have to, you know, we, we could we could find somewhere to stay. I, I mean, we got family and friends up that direction, so that definitely cuts a little bit of that out. Uh, but yeah, yep. I'm sure tickets are going to be a fucking grand. So I, I can't even. It, so it was announced. Uh, we we've we've teased it on the show a little bit, but it was now confirmed. Uh, Seattle will be hosting the next Winter Classic. Vegas will be coming up and playing. Um, I that'll be a great game. Uh, shouldn't shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be an issue at all. Uh, it's going to be held in the Mariners Stadium, which I, I think is an odd choice, but I guess makes sense. Um, they, they Gary Bettman's got a hard on for hosting it in baseball diamonds instead of in fucking football fields. Um, what's that? I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. He he's he's like obsessed with like the idea that like the the arena is is not parallel it's but different yeah it, it's like it's cattywampus compared to where the stands are so it i don't know it, it and I, it just feels like anytime they put it on a baseball diamond it's too far away from the stands mm-hmm. and there's like odd angle like you almost want to sit higher up because if you're like close to the diamond like the boards are in the way but chance it takes mm-hmm. them a couple days to set up and get the ice ready to where if there's a football game you can't just work with the team who is in town. You can't just have them and the NFL work out to where they're out of fucking town that weekend. That's impossible. I would never, That's never do that because football, football teams only play like 12 games a year. Yeah. I mean, and it'd be fucking impossible to schedule around when that arena is, op- is, is fucking empty 373 days a year or whatever the fuck the math is. Yeah, I mean it's it's anyway. impossible. It's literally impossible. We do not have the technology. Can't do that. Do we can't. Thing. It's daddy. Daddy NFL tells Gary Bettman to go fuck himself, and he goes like now or later. It, yeah, it's now. Yeah, exactly. So, um, very excited about that. Even if we can't necessarily get there, I think probably we should probably be at least tailgating mm-hmm. or watching it from a bar outside of the place. Yeah, thousand percent. Um, yeah, so it, that's at bare minimum. Uh, if we can find a way to rub a bank between now and then, uh, that would, that's probably something that we will try to get to. But So if anyone knows of any banks in the area right. with easy... Anybody wants to volunteer their bank to be robbed uh, by really bad robbers, uh, let us know. Um, uh, I think that the only thing that I might be excited about is I think this might finally be the excuse that Seattle brings back uh, the Metropolitan jerseys. I, I mean, they have to, right? They got to bring. They have it, to. It's got to be an actual, actual sweater. <laughs> it's got it's it's barber poles, man. Like the bar the barber pole is coming back. Um, I I think that would be a disappointment if they didn't. Like this this is you 
this isn't this isn't the Detroit Red Wings. This isn't the Toronto Maple Leafs. This isn't the Chicago Blackhawks. Seattle will probably not never get the Winter Classic again unless they like win the Cup in the next three three four years. Because mm-hmm. um, Gary Bettman seems to like to double down on whatever he thinks is popular. Well, so. that that is the fifth time that Boston has played in the Winter Classic. Hate that so we have okay. how many teams that haven't even played in one and you got boston five times and i, I don't you. even mind boston but it's just ridiculous guarantee you that boston and chicago get more in the future i'd be surprised Probably if not. like two days before they're like actually it's going to be boston and chicago uh <laughs> seattle sorry seattle and vegas you guys go take a fucking hike we've we've just decided that boston and, and chicago will rotate out the winter classic indefinitely yeah it's just a fucking home game for one of them assholes okay um moving on uh let's wrap up with today the world juniors wrapped up uh canada taking home the gold over the czechs mm-hmm. uh hard-fought czechs um after the canadians beat our our beloved usa team who had so much promise um usa takes bronze uh, after beating sweden in a barn burner yeah an absolute fucking slug fest yeah um they just decided that we're just not going to play defense for this game uh, because it's Would bronze, you? so who gives a fuck? I wouldn't no, play defense if it, either. In, in, bra- in, in a bronze game, no, it's it's all about padding my stats. God, yeah. Um, so, no, I could see that. Uh, I guess we could leave it. Uh, first off, congratulations to Shane Wright. He was the captain of the team. Uh, that's another another ca- uh, feather in his cap, um, uh, further bolstering his case to be on an NHL roster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, I, th- I think, I mean, Connor Bedard, is everything is advertised. That's he's he's really good, um, but I think there are also some standout players that we saw from the Czechs um, as well. So that's that's good. Um, Team Sweden's always going to be a hard out, um, and and the U.S. I think uh, you know I think they played fine. Those kids are going to be those kids are going to be all good. Look, I re- I actually really like their roster. Um, God, they just they got they got up they you know. Played Canada good early, and then it was just Canada was like, "Oh, by the way, we're a lot better than you." Yeah, and yeah. We we them. we have enough talent to win on talent yeah. alone. Yes, <laughs> uh, co- contrary <laughs> to what the Dusty Bender podcast says, we, uh, we we actually we actually do have enough talent to Michigan our way into the gold medal game. Did they Michigan today? I think there was a Michigan. God, game. that would be great. Good for them. I, I think it was either against the U.S. or or in the gold medal game, but yeah, I think there was in Michigan. Yeah, no, Canada, Canada's very good. That dude, Czechs gave him a good fucking run, though. Well, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty sick. Good for the fucking Czechs. They, man. they had a great tournament, man. That's that's a good team. Yeah, fucking David Yurichek for Columbus. Uh, that that kid probably should have been in the show this year, especially after Wierenski went down, but. Uh, they got to be feeling pretty damn good about that pick at this point. Did I hear it right that there's a goalie on the Canadian team, Goudreau? Are we going to get another fucking Goudreau in the league? Fuck, man. Ugh. No, he's not allowed to make it. Is it the same Is it the same one that we were bashing in game one? I have no idea. It should be. I have no idea. I don't, even, I don't even know if there's a relation to Johnny Hockey, but, um, God, that would be just nuts if we got another Goudreau into the fucking league i'm sure some um, someone will ruin his career they'll fucking yeah they'll they'll beach or elude him i'm sure so probably it'll be fine most likely most likely God um yeah so congratulations to canada um also fuck you yeah uh, i mean fuck him at the same time but 
yeah also also fuck you uh but also congratulations like you know there it, if if russia was in this tournament obviously i'd be rooting for pretty much anybody over russia so you know good for them um but they weren't so you know what there it's can't you can't really you know can't really do anything else yeah so, uh, real quick i want to say one more thing on that i i wanted a little bit more from shane right I know he had seven seven points in seven games. It's nothing to fucking scoff at, but um, and, I, and he he played really good defensively, which I he, I think that's probably that's been a big critique. That's been a big critique of his game. Yeah, yeah. So I think I like yeah. That's where I was going. Is basically I'm so sure, the fact sure that he's asked. averaging he's averaging a point per game and he was solid defensively. I think that that's I think that's what people have been wanting from him. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, I th- I think that's probably been the issue. I think when he got into the Kraken. I think he was immediately trying to think of himself as, you know, okay, I got, I got to start, I got to score a goal a game, mm-hmm. um, or I'm, I'm, or I'm out of here. Whereas I think more of it's like play your assignment, play your role, mm-hmm. be smart, and you'll stay. Yeah. So, um, and then that all comes later. So I, I, I'm not worried about him. Uh, in fact, I, I wouldn't be. You know how many games he's got left before we have to burn his entry level? I think he only played like six. So, okay. I, but I just, I, I don't. Shit! What do you do with him now? Now that the tournament's over, you can't send him back to the AHL. I think he's going back to the OHL. Fuck, that sucks. It does suck. It's, that sucks, it really but is he's shitty. got no he's got no other choice. You don't want to burn his Calder year. You, you, don't, you don't want to burn his rookie year. I mean he would they would have they would burn his contract before they burned his rookie year, right? Because he has to play like twenty I think it's like twenty five games in order and that's this is the bunting this is the bunting Zegris shit right like oh i see there's like two yeah he has to play 25 games if he plays 24 then the next year's his rookie year or some shit right so like okay so then maybe they maybe they maybe they put him on the roster and just let him ride it out i mean i don't i I don't know i just don't i mean up front they don't send him back to the fucking london knights and he just fucking is a god amongst men and that's the i mean i don't know if that necessarily sets people back as much as we think it does but at the same time i'd rather see like God, I wish they would get rid of that fucking CHL to the AHL bullshit, though. I the, he should he should be in the AHL. There's just, I mean, I mean, I understand what like the the London Knights organization are going to be very happy to have him back. Well, like, that's not going to change. And I and I understand that's like pro, it's probably like the one like everybody's sitting here like all Kraken fans are sitting here bitching about this rule, but like the CHL is like this is like the one thing we have. Shut up. Have this, please. Like. Literally every other time when we have a good player for more than like ten games, they get snagged by the AHL or the NHL. Like, let us have this. Fuck off. Right. There's. I mean, but there's um, just there's got to be a better way to do it, man. You'd think so. You'd think so. There's got to be. We can give them. We can give them Philip Grubauer. Maybe. Maybe they'll trade. That sounds right. Seattle Kraken have traded Philip Grubauer to the London Knights in exchange. He Grubauer finally has a 900 save percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, poor guy holy shit poor guy okay um sh- speaking of shocking things uh Jakub Verana Ugh. hits the waiver wire and not only hits the waiver wire but clears crazy um talk walk you a little bit through this saga here real fast uh Jakub Verana uh started out with the Red Wings he was having a decent start and then jumped into the NHL player assistance program, which can lead anything from mental health to drug abuse to anything. And nobody really knows the specific situation that he's dealing with. Um, jerks so, off too you know, much. What, yeah, jerks off too much. Probably that. Um, you know, it takes a lot of stamina out of it. Does. So, uh, but in any case, um, so he jumps down. 
he he get he comes back from the player assistance program after a little while, uh, skates with the team, and it's it's apparent that Lalonde sees that he's not NHL caliber ready yet. He needs to get back into shape. Uh, send him back. They they send him down for a conditioning stint to the NA, uh, the AHL. Uh, the uh, the AHL affiliate for the Red Wings is the Grand Rapid Griffins. I love that fucking name. Sick. Um, oh, it's it's arguably my favorite name for and i'm not even being biased like it, it that's just a cool fucking yeah it's pretty ahl teams are allowed to have more fun like it just just in turn like they're they're allowed to experiment with fun rules and they're allowed to you know have themed jersey nights and all this kind of st- stuff that like we as nhl fans would just fucking crave because god forbid gary bettman lets anybody have any fun uh- <laughs> <laughs> doesn't exist no, it, it's not. We we don't need any fun here in the NHL. That's not what hockey's all about. A fun NHL is a bad NHL. Fun NHL is about maximizing revenue. That's fun for me. Here's my 40th video that we've posted on the account about Trevor Zegras, though. Also, also here are the here are the stats that I'm posting about everybody loving the boards. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Um. Anyway. Uh, so he goes down to the AHL Grand Rapid Griffins for a conditioning stint, which is not unheard of. Lots of lots of players that are coming back from injury go down to conditioning stints. No reason to panic at this point uh, until he plays these three games and he has zero points and a minus six. Uh, this is a man that is only behind Austin Matthews in terms of goals per 60 at five on five. So you know what this tells me? Uh, he... he needs more jurgens yes right he honestly like taking <laughs> taking his lotion away from him was the right. worst thing that could happen he needed it but pre-game yeah um yeah poor guy poor guy um so in any case uh and and i've jumped on twitter as well um there are going down the the red wings twitter rabbit hole um there are there are actual people who actually go on there and are grand rapid griffins fans and uh, they said that he he didn't you know because uh, I you know you're curious like okay sometimes stats don't tell the story mm-hmm. um, even though they're like we watched him he did nothing impressive um, so uh, recently what what facilitated all of this to transpire is you've got in one hand Verona not playing well in the AHL apparently still needing some time to get ready for the NHL and then you've got Robbie Fabry finally coming off of IR. Mm. Um, and this is important because Robbie Fabry, until going down, I think he tore his Achilles. Um, before he went down, Robbie Fabry was playing pretty good hockey for the Red Wings. Yeah. Um, he was providing depth scoring. He was jumping anywhere from the first to third line, um, kind of being a pinch hitter wherever he needed to be. And um, I think the Red Wings needed to bring him up. So, and with their with the goalie carousel that's going on in Detroit, they need they had to send somebody down to waivers in order to make room for Robbie Fabry. And I, I think it was just a shocking choice that Eiserman goes with Jacob Verana. Uh, obviously, speculation goes wild. Everybody knows the NHL is a good old boys club. Um, people people are obviously speculating that there's a gentleman's agreement that a guy going through the player assistance program is currently trying to rebuild his life. Sure. We're not going to claim him and ruin it further. I think there's some truth to that, but at the same time also uh, – True Red Wing stands jumped on Twitter and did the math. At the time that Verona went on the waivers, there was only six teams that were cap eligible to pick him up. God damn. Right. 
right? And all of those teams were in, I, I don't remember the actual six teams, but all of those teams are in massive rebuilds to where taking on Verona's contract would literally do nothing for them. Well, and I Re- wonder if they- Verona is not a, Verona is not a piece for a rebuilding team. I wonder, it, it doesn't work like uh, RFAs where if you pick them up, then you owe me a first rounder, right? I don't think it's that. Okay, so, yeah. Huh. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I think the Ducks probably should have probably, you know, taken a chance on him, but what do I know? I mean, well, I mean, if you're the Ducks, what is adding Jacob Verona to do for you? He's on contract for another year and a half, for another two years, I mean, and you're you're rebuilding through that whole time. Yeah, true. Very true. So... So, and I, I'm sure the Ducks are probably one of the teams that could have afforded him. But so, uh, surprisingly, Verona clears waivers. So now, now conspiracy theories are super high that, you know, there was a gentleman's agreement that we weren't, that no one was going to take Jakob Verona, uh, even though this guy has, you know, again, like I said, five on five per 60 uh, stats right behind Austin Matthews, which is impressive. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think on all that? Do you think it's, do you think it's a combination of everything, or do you think there, you know, there might be something genuinely wrong with Verona that's kind of poisoned the well? I mean, if I had to look over the last couple of years, I mean, at this point, we're thinking he's he's not only going through the substance abuse program, but he has a bit of an injury history, and you know, I, I just I think it's a player, player assistance program. Player assistance, sorry. We all know it's. He wasn't doing on drugs. He's jacking off too much. Yeah, Wells, come God, on. way too much freaking cranking down. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I think, I, I, fuck, I could see it to where, you know, Iserman's like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll buy a fucking dinner at the next GM thing too, right? So like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, who knows? I, it's this isn't the end of the Verona saga. I mean, he, I think he, I still think he's too good of a player. I think it's just you know, a matter of, of figuring out where the hell he's getting back to where he needs to be for one. Um, and, and two, you know, I think, I think it's just, you know, availability on the Red Wings at this point too. Right. Like, yeah, um, where we are, we are currently, it's a strange situation for the Red Wings, but, uh, there are guys there, are, there's everybody that has been injured up until this point. We've, the Red Wings have been facing some pretty rough injury problems, uh, once again, um, but it seems like everyone is coming back now almost. Um, we're, you know, Robbie Fabry is, I think Fabry might be back on the roster now, like officially. Damn. Uh, yeah, Robbie Fabry is back on the roster now. He's on the fourth line. Um, you've got Zadina, who you and I have talked about Zadina in the past. I think that Zadina is probably, you know, a broken toy that's probably going to ride the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see him, you know, jumping back in. And, you know, you've got guys that, Ber- Bergren, you know, Jonathan Bergren is Jonathan Bergren. Sorry, um, he's proving that he's NHL caliber. Yeah, uh, Elmer Soderblom is still proving that he's NHL caliber. Right. Uh, I think that you've you've just got there. This the now the defense. If if any of these guys were defense, it'd be a different <laughs> story. Um, it's when you've got fucking Moritz Sider skating on the wing with Jake, goddamn gritty Wallman. Hell yeah! Remember that that does deserve. Now I'm glad we brought up Jake Wallman because I do owe him an apology. I was insulting him to the point where his family was going to come after me. Yeah, um, he did score that OT winner uh, in that mass. I think that was somebody was saying that was like the, one of the biggest comebacks the Red Wings have in a while. Like four uh, four they, goals, right? They were down four zero, tied it up four four, and then won an OT. Yeah, crazy. 
And then and then when Jake Wallman scored it, he did something called the gritty. Yeah. Okay, I was not familiar with this celebration, mm. but he did it, and uh, it received mixed reviews. Uh, some people thought it was hilarious and great. Others thought uh, it was not so good. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh man, no no fun allowed. It was Gary no, Gary Bettman no said he wasn't allowed to do the gritty again. It might have been mostly just Pittsburgh fans that were really upset that they blew a five goal, well, yeah. uh, a four goal, four goal lead to their mortal enemies. Well, you know that does doesn't help. In in there, that was I, I think uh, I think Ryan Hanna from the Wingville podcast tweeted that he he said something along the lines of I don't know how they did it, but here we are going to OT down four zero now tied against their mortal enemies. <laughs> Mm. Which is which is which is accurate. I lo- I'd love that rivalry to to kind of spark back up. That'd be swell. I would. I would if we if we could just fun, you know the young guys need to get in it with the young guys on the pens because sure. I don't think Larkin and Crosby have anything to battle about. Do they have young guys on the pens? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Fuck, I don't so. know. I don't think so. Think that I think they're still trying to patchwork it and make make whatever they've got. Re- as long as Sidney Crosby's on that team, they're going. They're not going to rebuild. No, definitely not. No. Um, yeah, I don't need. To, I don't need to spend time on the Red Wings. I think the only other issue is that they're dealing with goaltender issues because Nedeljkovic is proving that he can't do it. So we're we're dealing with Magnus Helberg that we took from the Kraken, who they took from. The I think Senators. Ottawa. Yeah. Do you guys. Who want, they took from the Kraken. You guys. You guys want Philly? <laughs> you want Philly Gruby? Senior Grubauer, is that does that work for you? You want to take him? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I'm good with that. All right, um, yeah. But so that's, I mean, sucks for Verona. Crazy that he didn't get claimed, but um, obviously there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, mm-hmm. or or maybe we we guessed it correctly, and uh, that's how the way that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. And that's the way it was. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else? Nah. Want to go over? Well, I'm I'm clean. Cool. All right. Well, in that case, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, please like, comment, or share all of our stuff on social media. We're on we're pretty active on Twitter and Facebook nowadays. Uh, if you would jump on over to whatever podcast you're either on or music app, hit a little, hit that little subscribe button so you can get every episode as soon as it comes out, and leave us a nice review. And after that, tell all of your family about us. Like, call first off, you should call your mom. Yeah, just in general. Like, you should call your mom in general and then tell her about this sweet, family-friendly podcast. She might like it. That she that she must listen to. And, uh, yeah, uh, she's going to she's gonna appreciate you more as, as a son or daughter. And uh, everybody's going to be happier, happier from it. Yeah, so next week on the podcast, we're going to be going over the Susan Allen Goalie Clinic again. And it's just perfect for moms. Uh, it's really tailored towards, you know, just, just anybody who likes goalies and clinics and moms. <laughs> no, so many people that are a fan of hockey moms, for sure. Yeah, definitely. In yeah. Eagle River, Alaska. <laughs> oh, it's Wasilla. It's Wasilla. Shout out to the Palins, I guess. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you're in, Hey, we also have merch. Uh, shout out to uh, our longtime listener Tim. Uh, he's rocking a Dusty Bender hat right now. Uh, we just sent that off to him. Uh, I haven't seen the photo in him with it. I think he did message us back, but uh, you know what? Even though I haven't seen the photo, I know he looks damn good in it. That's right. 
He's he's that's one handsome man in that photo. Sure is. Uh, so, congratulations. Uh, other than that, if you guys are interested in some hats, some shirts, whatever that whatever it is, you want Dusty Bender uh, vibrator, we can probably make that happen. Probably. Probably. Yeah, Jer- Jergens. Jergens will now be putting our logo on their bottles. There you go. Yeah, like one of the, like a like a water bottle, but but it's just a, it's got a pump on it. Jergens Bergens. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> It's, we were definitely going to get sued by Jonathan Bergeron. <laughs> Jonathan like, yeah, guys, what the fuck? Jesus, first fucking woman, now it's me. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week.